Hello, Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? Well, I'm all excited about the giraffe news. Oh, what giraffe news do we have? Well, I'll tell you soon enough. Oh, you're going to keep me on tenterhooks? I'm going to keep you on them tenterhooks. <laughs> okay. Have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been all right. We've um, had some good responses from our first four episodes. We've had 105 downloads so far. Oh, my God. Am I famous yet? Nearly. Do we order the merch now? Uh, I will allow you to get a mug, but don't get a T-shirt. Okay. what about flyers and things? What are you going to do? Put them in people's doors? I don't know. What do you do with them? I don't think people put flyers out anymore. I think that's what Twitter's for. All right, then, well, Twitter's cheaper. Yeah. So then, shall we get started? Yeah, let's start episode five of Rough Giraffe. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe So, you're wanting to know giraffe news Yeah, so um, I read that April hasn't had the baby yet No, I had a look about... Five minutes ago, yeah. and she's eating a pasty. <laughs> what flavour? It's what everyone wants to know. Carrot flavour. Of course. But we don't need it. Because Why? here in the UK, we've had our own giraffe. And we've had a giraffe born at Chester Zoo. And from Orla. And everybody watched it on YouTube. I managed to get about the last 20 minutes of it. Just a couple of hoofs. Oh, no, the hoofs were out a lot. I, I, by the time I got into the into the thing, because I thought, oh, my God, they're on about giraffe, baby. It's April. <laughs> and then by the time I found what they were talking about, the head was already hanging down. Oh, we were just waiting. How long do you think it takes to deliver a giraffe neck? I, I don't know, but she was in labour for about three hours. Oof. Now, Orla is at Chester Zoo. Yeah. And she's a bit special. Why? Because she's a Rothschild giraffe. What's that mean? A Rothschild giraffe, they're the different... I think uh, April's a Maasai giraffe or... Okay. They're common. Oh. But the Rothschild's giraffe, as I've now found out, are one of the most endangered, endangered mammals in the world. Ooh. Altogether, including those in captivity, yeah. there's only about 1,600 of them left. Oh, okay. And they're a little bit smaller than than uh, April. Than the massive giraffes. Uh, than the massive giraffe. So they only had four or five feet. Okay. And uh, it was born on Monday. Yeah. And took it for a drink on Tuesday. <laughs> yes, they said that the baby's doing well. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. But anybody that wants to see a giraffe being born, have a look at that. Uh, have a look at the British version where we do it proper like. So are we done with April then? No, I'm still loving April. 
I'm loving Oliver, the way he looks. <laughs> I think I could tell it was April now out of a hundred giraffes. <laughs> I've I've looked at her skin in minute detail. You've memorised the print. I like a little a little exclamation mark she's got just on her shoulder, mm. and another on an on her back. It's like two kids. Looks like two kids holding hands. And I think I know that giraffe now. Okay. But um, I'm I'm just she's pregnant, but it's just a bit of a wait. So, fingers crossed, April will have had that baby by next week. You may not find the question interesting, but we're gonna save the answers anyway. Now it's time for Poll of the Week. So, last week, instead of Poll of the Week, we did Guess Mum's Mystery Soup. Did anybody have a guess at it last week? They did. Do you have your soup to hand? I do. Give it a shake. Let us remember what it sounds like. Right? Yeah. Did we have any guesses that were close? We had um, a guess from Theme Park Films podcast who thought it might be Minestrone. Oh, you are so close. So... So, so, so close. So, so close. But wrong. We had a guess from Perina Pryor. Perina said, I guess leek and potato soup. I reckon mum is a leek and potato kind of gal. Do you know what? I do love a bit of leek and potato. But I do actually make it myself, not out of a packet. This this is more specialised soup that I can't make. So is that a... I'm afraid that's wrong. But thanks for guessing. I, I might try a bit of leek and potato soup now. Our next guess. Who, who do you think's had a guess? Oh, I'm hoping. Small ads guy or my friend Sarah. It's your friend Sarah. Ah, uh, well, this is something you can't Google, Sarah, so let's have a think. What did she go for? Country vegetable. Oh, you are so close, Sarah. You are so, so close. But no. You you wanted it exactly right, didn't you? I did, and it's, and it's a particular soup, um, so it's not like any other soup. So was that the guesses? Those are the guesses. Okay, so actually it's Florida spring vegetable soup. Okay. It's such a common soup, I don't know why anyone didn't guess it. Well, I gave you lots of clues. I did, did the buy one, get one free. I shook the packet. I told you how many calories. I said it was clear. So I get to uh, I get to eat me soup. Keeping your soup. Keeping my soup. Uh, that was good, actually. I'm glad we got some guesses. Well, you know, anyone will do something for a prize. And uh, I was going to send it out special as well. But um, I fancy a bit of leek and potato now. And Sarah, you've almost redeemed yourself, love. Well, wait for wait for it. I've got some more coming up from Sarah later. Oh, have you? Yeah. Is it bad? No. Oh, okay. So I, I'm going to come up with a poll of the week for next week. Okay, and what is it? My favourite thing to have with soup, seeing as we were talking about soup, is toast. 
Now, yes. I know that you have toast in the most disgusting way. Um, <laughs> you mean cold toast? Cold, hard. You don't put the butter on until it's all cold, so you just... Even if you put butter on it all... I toast it, I, I toast it. Yeah. I let it ping, I put it back in and toast it again. Mm. Then I let it go cold and then I put some butter on. And then a bit of Marmite on the top of that. Oh, it, it's it's worse and worse. And sometimes a bit of scrambled egg on top of that. <laughs> but I have found this week, I found a new taste combination that I quite like. Okay. So it's the same cold hard toast. Yeah. With the marmite. Yeah. But now I found chicken and ham spread put on the top. Oh, no, they don't make chicken and ham spread in one container, do they? They do, it's 25 pence. They mix chicken and pig together. Yeah. I think they're friendly in real life. Ugh. <sighs> Okay. Well, I mean, it's no more stupid than mixing sardine and tomato. Whoever heard of those going out together? Yeah, but those are a, a meat and a vegetable. You're mixing two meats together. I think you'll find it's a meat and a, a fish and a fruit, not a meat and a vegetable. Okay, sorry, a fish and a fruit. That sounds even worse if you have a fish and fruit. <laughs> Ma mackerel and plums. Oh, no, mackerel and gooseberry. That is so gorgeous. Anybody out there... Who likes mackerel? Get, this is what you need to have with it. Get a jar of gooseberry jam and put a good spoonful in a little pan and mix in it the juice of one lemon so it's quite tart. And then heat it up and serve it with your mackerel. Taste sensation. <laughs> so, I like toast done the proper way. What is the proper way? Nice, thick, white slice put in, the setting on four... When it pops up all nice and golden brown, get the butter on it straight away and eat it there and then. It's all lovely and the Marmite. And soft. No, not Marmite. How can you eat toast without Marmite? Is it peanut butter? I do have peanut butter on it. And Marmite? No. <laughs> no. But you, you like you like peanut butter and celery, don't you? I do. Oh, get the celery stick and then run the peanut butter up the gap in the middle. But... Uh, I was out of peanut butter a few weeks ago. Because you'd given it all to Belle. Belle did eat a lot of peanut butter, but she didn't want to eat it. I just wanted to hear her jaws snapping together because I thought it was funny. <laughs> but I ran out of peanut butter and I fancied that. So what I did was I had a couple of Reese's peanut butter cups right. in the cupboard. Yeah. They, they were barely stale. And uh, melted them down and ran them up the middle. <laughs> right. So it's, it was. Yeah. I don't think I'll be doing it again. But it. But it. Two. Two peanut butter cups filled the centres of four sticks of celery. So it's quite economical. And there was a hint of peanut butter taste there. Oh. What I don't like is celery with marmalade. I don't know who does. Well, I thought it would be all right because it's just lime shredless, which is basically the same colour as celery. And I, and in the event of nothing else, you've got to try these things, haven't you? Oh, I tell you what isn't good. What? 
If you run out of bread, do not eat a hot cross bun with bacon and sausages on it. Okay, I think I think we may have put everyone off their breakfast, dinner, whatever with all of this talk. So I think I'm going to win this one. I like cold toast and I like crispy toast and I like it with the butter on after it's gone cold. And, and sweet cheeks there. Yeah, I love... She likes hot buttered toast. Yeah. Even though it makes her hiccup. Even though it makes me hiccup, but I can put up with that because hot buttery toast is the best. So is this just going to be two? Yeah, it's going to be a... A head-to-head. Yeah, head-to-head. So, Sarah, if you know what's good for you, you know where you're voting. It's anonymous, Sarah. Vote for me. (laughs) It's not anonymous, Sarah. I'm allowed to administrate on the page. I'll know who you voted. I know you use a memory foam pillar, Sarah. <laughs> I'll use the hashtag poll of the week on our Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod. And uh, I'll let you know how much you've lost by next week, all right? I can't believe you're going to have a poll that I'm going to lose at. Hey, sweet cheeks, it's going to happen sometime. (laughs) Guess who isn't coming to dinner? This is the spot where usually we guess who isn't coming to dinner. So, this week I thought I'd have a bit of a change. Now, these people are not coming to dinner, but it's not going to be a guess. They just died in slightly bizarre ways. Okay, should we give the answer to last week? But, yes, I would. Did we have any guesses? Your mate Sarah. Oh, she's Googled the answer No, she didn't. She actually said, sorry, Mum, must try harder, because you said that she Googled it. And then she said she didn't use Google, but she thinks the answer was Nancy Reagan. Well, Sarah, you are correct. It was indeed Nancy Reagan. Well now done, it's Sarah. Sarah's turn to send us in. I guess he's not coming to dinner and we'll all try and guess it. Okay. So Sarah, I'd like for next week a guess who's not coming to dinner and then we'll all have a go at guessing that one. You can send us a direct message or an email, roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. So, I'm going to tell you a few unusual... I was looking up the obituaries for guests who's not coming to dinner. Yeah. And I found three rather strange deaths, which I thought I would share with you. Okay. So, the first one was in 1977, and it was... Tom Price. He was a driver in the 1977 South African Grand Prix. Oh, okay. He was travelling at 170 miles an hour when he hit and killed a track marshal who was running across the racetrack to extinguish a burning car. Mm. Seconds later, Tom Price died instantly when the fire extinguisher that the track marshal was actually carrying came back down to earth, landed on his head and killed him. Oh, my. That is, that is like, strange, isn't it? That is a freak 
accident if ever there was one well you think if that's a freak accident i have now got an even freakier accident okay so 2001 peter robinson who from new zealand Mm. he was in his kitchen when he slipped on an ice cube hit his head and drowned in his cat's water bowl okay yeah that if that's not bizarre yeah i mean that can't be a lot of water well they say you only need a little bit to drain in don't they they do they might have had a lot of cats he might have been economizing by putting all the water in a deeper bowl mm. if only he'd spent the money on a suitably shallow cat bowl yeah but the hit on the head may have killed him anyway oh well, apparently he did drain so okay all right so then i found another one yeah. Which made me think I better go easy on me smoothies. Okay. So in nineteen seventy four, Basil Brown, who was a health food advocate from Croydon in England, yeah. he drank himself to death by consuming ten gallons, that's thirty eight litres of carrot juice in 10 days oh did he go bright orange um it said it caused him to overdose on vitamin a and his liver exploded but he could see in the dark he could see what was coming that's for sure so i just thought i needed to calm down on the smoothies a bit because i've been using a lot of carrot calm down the carrot stop will be rough giraffe i would like to tell you about the winchester mystery house do you know about the winchester mystery house is it in winchester no (gasps) in fact i'm intrigued then if it's not even in winchester so the winchester mystery house is in san jose in california right and the resident of this house was Sarah Winchester and she okay. she was the widow of William Wirt Winchester who was a gun magnate. You heard of the Winchester Rifles? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so her husband, William, died of TB in 1881 and Sarah inherited more than $20 million, which was a lot then and it's still a lot now. It's still a lot now. I wouldn't be turning my nose up at it. She also got 50% ownership of the gun company, giving her $1,000 a day, which is equivalent to $23,000 now a day. Okay. So she had a lot of money, okay? She went to a psychic, a medium, um, when her husband died, and that medium told her, told Sarah, that her husband wanted her to leave New Haven, where she lived, move to California, and she was to build a house for herself and the spirits of the people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles, okay? Yeah. So she did. She moved to California and in 1884 started building her mansion and she hired carpenters to work on the house day and night and by the time they stopped building it was seven stories tall but they she basically paid them to continuously build this until her death in 1922 so they were building for over 30 years continuously okay did she ever live in this house yeah so she didn't hire an architect she just designed everything herself but she would haphazardly just add rooms and random sort of doors stairways to this house and they were all supposed to be for the spirits but she 
she wanted to kind of confuse the spirits so she would put a stairway that led nowhere so the stairway would just lead up to a wall so it didn't go anywhere or there'd be a door that looked like it'd go into a bedroom when you opened it it would just be outside so you could be seven stories up, open a door, and suddenly you could fall outside. Um, there were 161 rooms, 40 bedrooms, and but she only had one working toilet. Well, it's only her there. She was the only one to be one doing a wee. All the others were fake. She had lots of bathrooms and toilets, but they were all fake so that because they were for the ghosts. It's really bizarre. Um, she slept in a different bedroom every night, so she'd just go around them. Did the, did the spirits ever come? I don't know, but work continued on the house until she died in 1922, and as soon as she died, everyone just downed tools and uh, stopped working on it. And what happened to the house? So it's now a tourist attraction. Did anybody ever finish it? Well, who knows if if it could ever be finished it's just this weird random house sounds like Sagrada Familia yeah in 1906 there was an earthquake that basically took out the top three floors so it's now only four stories tall Um, but I've had a look online it looks like like a Lego house like some of the Lego houses you build oh what's that supposed to mean like nice fancy architecture oh I see yeah is it a bit gothic yes yeah so, so um, I had a look on TripAdvisor to see whether... Are we going on holiday? Can we rent it out? No, I wanted to see what people thought of this place because I thought it sounded amazing and wacky and crazy. And there are a lot of five-star reviews, but I was more interested in the one-star reviews. So can I read you some one-star reviews of the Winchester Mystery House on TripAdvisor? Yes, please. Yes, please. So someone said, it's mostly looking at short doors. Mostly looking at short doors. Yeah, that was their review. Okay. Someone else said, it's no mystery, just the wasteful result of a crazy lady's dementia. Right. And somebody else said, my mother is physically handicapped. She couldn't get up the stairs. I can't believe they didn't make adjustments for disabled people. <laughs> the stairs don't go anywhere. The stairs literally just go into a wall. I don't really understand. <laughs> anyway, so I found that quite amusing. I'll put a picture up of it so you can see it. But that's the Winchester Mystery House. Well, I enjoyed that. I think I need to go and have a look at it myself. Yes. And the thing is, are we going to go and stay there? You can't stay there. Is it not on booking.com? No. They don't do Airbnb. Oh, well, you've, you've piqued my imagination and then that's it. Now you've spoiled it for yourself. I think they might do sleepovers. You can do slumber parties there. Can you, like, uh, like camp in the garden or something? I want to know if anybody's been there, if there's any actual ghosts there. Yeah. If anybody listening has been to the Winchester Mystery House, let us know if you felt any spooky goings on what was that that was me being a ghost oh right then i've got a question for you okay it's quite a deep question okay I'm expecting, okay i'm expecting people to have a think Mm. Uh, my question is do we need to know everything about everything Ooh. Now, I'm not going to get all really deep and philosophical, but before, there were certain things in life that were a bit like magic tricks. Mm. 
where you just went, oh, and you knew you were never going to find out how that was done, or you'd never know how that that amazing piece of natural phenom- phenomenon. <laughs> you never knew how something wondrous in nature actually happened. You just thought it was something amazing. And yeah. all you do now is just Google it and then find out. Do you Google? I do, but only because Google's there. Yeah. I mean, I put in everything you need to know, yeah? Yeah. And it said, came up with, these are the things, everything you need to know about Doctor Who, about volcanoes, about poetry, about protein, about civilization, climate change, braces, Brexit, Raspberry Pi, solar system, batteries, spring, the Zika virus, what is the Zika virus? That's that horrible one in Brazil that makes the babies... Oh, makes the babies poorly. Yeah. Uh, black holes, uh, electrolytes and the Syrian civil war. And that was like the whole... There was like 10 or 15 things. And I thought, do I need to know everything about all this stuff? I don't think I need to know it all. No. It's all there, but... I think sometimes we just want to know too much stuff and nothing magic is left. Yeah. I wish I didn't know about rainbows. Ah, I wish I didn't know how leaves changed colour. Are you going to tell the listeners and ruin it for them as well? No, 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 no. They can Google it if they want to. They can Google it, but the only thing that I was amazed by when I found out was the fact that the leaves weren't green in the first place. Yes. That's that's as much as I'm saying. <laughs> but now, when I see it, I just recite to myself what the scientific reason behind it. But before, I used to be amazed by it, and not anymore. Aww. I I think I'm not amazed enough these days. <sighs> well, when I was younger, when you was younger, you know that, right, there was a time when there was no internet. I remember that time. Do you? Yes. So, we'd ask questions, and we'd discuss them. Yes. And go down a pub and discuss them. Have long uh, one one question could last you three pints, two packets of peanuts, and a whole evening. Yes. Because there was no way of finding out what the real answer was until somebody went to the library over the weekend. So you'd basically you'd have people arguing it out and whichever answer the most people thought was right that's going to be your answer until you can get to the library that's the answer yeah but not knowing everything was a form of entertainment in itself yeah and now what happens what happens is everybody sits in the pub and they go do you know why so and so is like that and instead of having a discussion Somebody goes, I don't know, I'll just Google that. And they Google it and they answer it and that's the end of the discussion. There is no discussion. No, sometimes Owen and I will ask a question and then we'll say, let's try and do this the old-fashioned way and not purposely not Google it and try and think or remember the answer. It could take all day and then suddenly one of us will go, oh, I remember. And then that's really satisfying, much more satisfying than Googling it. I used to have a little notebook 
where I wrote down all the all the questions that we wanted to know the answer to through the week. Yeah. And then when I went to the library or somebody went to the library, we'd get all the answers. But that could take an hour on its own just trying to find those answers. And then you'd see loads of books that you might never have seen and you started looking at those books. Yeah. <sighs> I think we spoilt it for ourselves in some way. The internet is absolutely amazing and I love it, but it's made me very lazy about knowledge. Yes, I agree. I can just pick a word at random and then go, uh, doors, everything I need to know about doors, and I bet it's on there. Yeah, I mean, Owen is very, um, he's very tech savvy, he likes to be up to date and modern and he thinks there's absolutely no reason to have books anymore so he's constantly trying to get me to get rid of my books which i refuse to do um but he, he can you can i just let you know yeah that this week i bought five books <laughs> real ones well you know i have a lot of i mean i've got novels in fiction but a lot of reference books for gardening and, and medicine and i add to to that all the time i i love sitting with that book in my hand looking at the pictures and going through it much much better than looking on the internet yeah i always think of novels not now on the kindle but as a book i think of woolly socks and armchairs and a cup of hot chocolate on a sunday yeah and snuggled up and uh reading a book and no matter how close they get to everything else it's not quite the same and it's choosing the book going in the bookshop going in the bookshop with no idea whatsoever what you'll like you just think i'm gonna have a look see if there's anything there that catches me imagination and uh coming out with a book yeah in a lovely bag <laughs> waterstones put the bookmark in for you very nice but um yeah i think we i i think we want to know everything too quickly and we want to know too much too quickly can we not just have a day where we don't look anything up on the internet we just discuss it i think i want to put a vote forward for a day when we don't google the answer to anything no google day and no Google day. No, no offence, Google. I think you're amazing. But... Uh, Let's use our brains. Yeah. What can we call this? I need to know. I need a name for it. The brain campaign. The brain campaign. Yeah. Okay. So um, we need to have a day or at least an evening. Or an hour or ten minutes. People could gather in a pub with no phones no googling nothing and we have a question and everybody discusses it and then people who are younger than you stacy yes will understand how interesting and satisfying it is to actually have a discussion yeah like the old days like the old days remember when there was no electric oh, we used to live in a hedge that's <laughs> <sort of> <laughs> That's why I was thinking this week. I mean, really, I should ask Kipper. What would Kipper think? Shall we ask him? Can Can I ask Kipper? Yeah, go on. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He'll look whiter than any cat around. Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper. 
Go Wonky Cat! Kipper, I was wondering, do you think we use the internet too much to find out the answers to everything? No. Stacy, you'll have to translate that. I'm not quite up on fluent Kipper yet. Well, he does like to Google things, but he can't read. So, really, it's always a discussion with Kipper. Yeah, so he can use OK Google, so he can ask for the things through Google, but um, he has to ask me to read it out for him. Okay. Um, Kipper, while we while you're here, I got a tweety message from somebody I think called Nigella Farage. Uh, they want to know if you'll take over the running of UKIP. <laughs> and they're, they're prepared to change the name to UKIPPER. Oh. Oh. What do you think about that, Kips? So if you can let them know, uh, that'd be really good. We did have another question for Kipper. Um, a proper one this time. Well, it's coming up to Easter. and So it is. I know Kipper doesn't celebrate Easter in a religious way, but he does like to have a couple of days off work. Doesn't Does he like eggs? He does like eggs. He likes a bit of scrambled egg. And actually, that's kind of related to the question. So, Mandy... Hello, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. <coughs> ...wants to know, how does Kipper eat his cabbage cream egg? <gasps> okay. So, Kipper, how do you eat yours? Did he say what I think he's just said? <laughs> it wasn't as rude as you think it was. Do you, you remember the advertising campaign for Cadbury's cream eggs is, how do you, how do you eat yours? I do. I, there might be some people there who don't know what a Cadbury's cream egg is. It's basically a chocolate, a small chocolate egg with. Basically, it's a tablet. <laughs> it's a, it's you got swallow it with a cup of tea. <laughs> it's got fondant inside, cream fondant, which looks like the white of an egg and then the yolk of an egg inside it. And um, people eat it in lots of different ways. I hate them, so I don't eat them at all i wish i hated them <laughs> i find that that inside so sweet it just i i just can't it's eat it. terrible i hate the inside that's why i just swallow them whole and don't bite into them at all <laughs> then why buy them because after easter they're usually quite cheap <laughs> i mean i don't really like chocolate too much i will have maybe one or two squares of chocolate and then i just leave it yeah i just eat the rest of the bar <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe it's just as I grew up, I learned that I only get one or two squares. <laughs> so I just Thank learned you. to live with that. Oh, sorry, we were talking to Kipper. <laughs> Kipper. <laughs> Kipper, what do you think? <laughs> okay, I think we should let Kipper go back to sleep. Bye, Kipper. Bye, Kipper. I've got some breaking news. And? I'm just looking at Twitter. Mandy has just sent us a message on Twitter. She can't hear this podcast. She can't hear us, but she says she's just catching up and she defo thinks it's Florida spring vegetable. <gasps> In that case, then, she has guessed before this podcast went out. Yes. Mandy, you are the winner. Oh, my God, I can't believe we've got a winner and I've got to send a prize out. <laughs> Enjoy it.
direct messages. Is that right, Stacey? Yeah, DM us or send an email and uh, with your address, we'll send the soup out. It's exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. Uh, it, I, Mandy, if you're lucky, I'll also send you a signed photograph from Belle the Lovely Dog. Who's signing it? Belle the Lovely Dog. Good. But time's up, I think. Have you got any little news story for me? I do. I'm just about to send you a picture if you if you can get to Facebook messenger okay i can do that is it am i gonna laugh well i'll i'll read this to you first and then i'll send you the picture shall i i've got a i've got a little news uh snippet a small story for you okay it's a reader's photo so i will post this photo on twitter as well barry nolan thought readers would be interested in seeing this blob he spotted on the pavement in middle street taunton it looks like a white sheep with bat legs, said Mr Nolan. The creation, probably caused by a spilt milkshake, soon disappeared after a rain shower. <laughs> if you look closely at his head end, yeah. it looks like Tintin's dog. Like Snowy, yes. Yeah. It's a little yeah, bit of a see. smiley face and... Oh, I like that. Can you believe that gets into the paper? I just think all the newspapers just should be full of this stuff. Yeah. I would buy a newspaper if it was full of milkshake sheep. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And random bits of news like that. I would buy it all the live long day this is the what's the matter with the newspapers these days there's too much news in them yeah people don't want to read news they can google that yeah they want all this they need all this random stuff yeah we want milkshake sheep milk milkshake sheep do you mean milkshake sheep milkshake sheep milkshake sheep milkshake sheep shapes Milkshake sheep cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Milkshake sheep shakes. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I I think we're done. We've had a good a good natter. Yeah, yes. And and we've had a winner for the Florida Spring Vegetable Soup. We should have a prize every week. Let's... Starting next week, I'm gonna make sure I've got a prize. Okay. Is it is it gonna be as good as soup? Oh. Because you've you've set the bar really high with your first on soup. Yeah. Okay, I'll try and make it as flat as soup. I think we'll have a proper competition next time. Okay. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a special mug made. Oh my. Okay. When we get two hundred downloads, I'll get the mug. Okay. So what I'm thinking now is we might just have to stick to soup. And then someone will win the mug to have the soup in. <gasps> there you go. Right then. Well, Stacey, thanks for that. That's all right. Always nice to have a chat. It's always nice to have a chat. It is indeed. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll give you a call next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad With Mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home Send us your stories on your smartphone 
And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast